The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. Coming in hot. Hot and ready. <laughs> hot and ready, fresh out the kitchen. Mama rolling that body got every man in here wishing. That's from R. Kelly. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't sing much of his songs anymore. So, I do uh, as part of my day job. I I do. Um, I manage a social media for a local company here in Charlotte. Right. And uh, one of the things that I do every Friday is I try to put up put up some sort of inspirational work related quote. Okay. On Fridays, because. People love inspirational quotes and stuff like that, and so I look for things like you know quotes about about uh, you know dedication, quotes about rewards, yeah. qu- quotes about whatever. So I found this one quote that was like great; it was perfect, exactly what I wanted to. I always do a little bit of research t- into who said it, okay, to make sure they weren't a Nazi or you know accused of war crimes or something like that. Right? You know, if it's an Tea older party, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm looking through. Quotes. I find this absolutely perfect quote. Maybe the best quote I found since I've been doing this. I looked to see who said it. It was our count. Stop it! Yeah. <laughs> Shut up! Shut so up! Like, Stop the podcast! I can't! I can't! I, what quote was it? I don't remember now offhand because I was like, "Oh, who said this?" Is per- oh, I believe I could fly. <laughs> Is that what it was? it was? But it was great. It was, it was just super. You like, sure it was R. Kelly oh, or yeah, just yeah. some other Robert <laughs> Kelly? Did. Some of the R. Kelly some poet. Started his own business and was wildly successful and <laughs> saved puppies. Nope, that nope. It was the R. Kelly. Yeah. So was it, was it a song lyric or was it just a quote from f- philosopher? It was it was a quote. Yeah, the site um, the site that I use basically kind of um, um, searches the internet for quotes that feature the word that you're looking for. So um, a lot of times, you know, you'll see the word that you're looking for, but it'll be, it'll be totally out of context because it's some interview where somebody happened to say the word influence, you you know, um, but that, you know, the top ones are usually most, um, relevant to what you're searching for. And, and, and this quote was, I, I wish I could remember now because it was great. And I'm like, Hey, Hey, it's, uh, Uh, so what made you decide you couldn't use R. Kelly? Just some (laughs) stuff. You know, if somebody doesn't know, oh, R. Kelly must be this great businessman. What has he done? Oh, <laughs> oof. Then, yeah. What is R. Kelly? A video might pop up. She be don't watch it at work. Yeah, so there have been a couple like you know older quotes from older like you know businessmen in the 1800s. Were like, oh, let's look this guy up and then yeah. find out he was you know like later accused of axe murdering his entire family oh, and goodness. whatever. So like, I can't. Yeah. As, as you know, sometimes these people. It's amazing how many psychos are. Have great quotes. What <laughs> <laughs> what's a quote that you use uh, a lot? Like, is there is there a go to quote that you use in conversations? Oh man! Um, like I always say this, or such and such said this. I would have to give that some thought. I I like nothing pops into my head right away. I got one now, especially since my younger brother. Like I'm all, since I have younger siblings, 
it's like I'm always trying to say the you know such a give them something that resonates with them a little bit. And now I have a son too. I'm probably gonna be annoying even him with this. <laughs> but uh, my favorite quote, I use it all the time. Well, not all the time, but I use it. Is uh, don't make the perfect the enemy of the good. Uh-huh. And that's Abraham Lincoln, and then Obama used it later, and yeah. uh, as well. But it's just the idea that sometimes you invest so much effort into trying to make something perfect that you never end up doing anything. Yeah, you know what? Something that would have been good, but you were busy waiting on perfect, and, and it never. So, so that's the one. That's my go-to yeah. quote. Yeah. Did he say that in regard to uh, Obamacare? I imagine. Who, oh, Obama? Yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah, that that it would yeah, no Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that 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 Obama you know, admitted, I mean he freely admitted, you know, Obamacare's not perfect, but yeah. But it's a step forward. Yeah. And I think Lincoln used it um I think Lincoln used it when his wife recommended a different theater show than the <laughs> one they were gonna go to. And he was like, Don't make the perfect enemy to the good. This is a perfectly good show. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And then It'll be, you'll be entertained. He should have waited. <laughs> you will never forget this show. <laughs> you, will, you will not forget this show. So, uh, okay, there's a lot going on this week. A lot we got to get to. One of the one of the most important things, and I know everybody's kind of waiting to hear our take on it. WrestleMania, WrestleMania right? 34. Yes. Uh, I know everyone was waiting with bated breath to hear my thoughts on the event because I did not to get I did not get to do my preview. Which I had wanted to do. Right, we ran out of time last week. We ran out of time. <laughs> you all distracted me. We didn't get to it. Now we're at the uh, we're at the WrestleMania aftermath. So I got to do a quick run through. I wish I had one of my wrestling experts on. We should have a wrestling expert. I thought you were a wrestling expert. Yeah, but somebody besides me, because you know <laughs> everyone might listen to go. Well, we're only getting one perspective on this. And if you ever have two people that watch wrestling, they disagree on some shit. I don't. I have a. I have a venue. I can give you your own wrestling podcast if you want it. Really? Yeah. Sure. How? <laughs> I have recording equipment. I have resources. I have a network. Oh, we can make that happen. I think I might want to do that. All right, let's talk. Yeah. Well. Do, so we. So y'all might be hearing a wrestling podcast from me. <laughs> oh shit. So I have to ask though, for those of us who don't know. Yes, please. So this was WrestleMania. What number? WrestleMania thirty four. Okay. Yeah. I did watch the Andre the Giant doc. How good was that? that. It, it, yeah. It's great. I thought about you when I watched that. Yeah. Right. Because it's basically, other than being born in France, it's the story of me. Yeah. <laughs> Down to the wrestling in tights. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, yo, a lot of the things he's talking about, I bet Brian goes through. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Drinking 120 beers in the night. So that, it might have got a little more emotional for you than it did did for me when I watched. Well, it's crazy to think about, I mean, he died at 46, which is scary. And granted, he he had a condition where I'm just naturally a freak. He had something going on. Yeah. You know, something sort of genetically, something happened, something misfired somewhere along the line. But, uh, I mean, what, at seven, was he was he actually 7'4", or was he, uh, is that what they said he was, but he was like 7'1", or something like that? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember either. I remember- Once like, you get to the sevens, I- Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, if I'm 6'8", so 7'2", is me plus 6, six inches. inches. 
Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow! And they would show his hands. Yeah, well, like next to oh, this dude yeah. was a giant. I mean, well, that's a damn name. <laughs> it's right there. In the, in they the, should have called him the giant. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, but um, yeah, it was really, really good. And I did find myself kind of feeling bad for the guy. You know, they showed him like in the airplanes. Yeah, like or, or like cramming into that crappy little European car or whatever. Like I. And 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 the way people would talk about him, they yeah. said, uh, I forget who got emotional. Might have been Hulk Hogan talking about how he felt mm-hmm. bad about mm-hmm. the things people would say about him when he walked by. Yeah. yeah. And you can't. I mean, when you're that size and that, first of all, if you're just that size, mm-hmm. life has a certain set of difficulties. Yeah, yeah. But then to be that size and famous, you can't go anywhere. You can't just put on a baseball cap and pull it down some. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can't go to the movies. Right. You can't because you're going to sit in front of somebody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can't. I mean, and then everybody, oh, is that is that the wrestler? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that dude, that must have been tough, man. Yeah. But also, you know, I mean, it had its benefits. Yeah. There's no one ever has any bass in their voice when they talk to you. No, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> like when you walk in the room, pretty much whatever you want to happen happens. Yeah, right. Because people think you just crushed their head. <laughs> well, it, it was kind of. I actually laughed out loud, and then felt kind of bad about it when they were talking about his daughter. I'm like, oh, he had a daughter. That's and yeah. I, you know, I did not know that. So they're kind of building up about this daughter. They show little shots of her as, as a kid and stuff like that, and then. And then they talk about how he was kind of never around because he was on the road and didn't yeah. get to see her very much. And then they show her, and they're like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> because like, all kinds of piercings and fluorescent pink hair. And, and it's like, oh, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> that, I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what I would have expected. <laughs> it was a little different than what you would have expected. Number one, she didn't look that tall. No. So that was then. No. Yeah, but it was also kind of his daddy wasn't around. That's that's the yeah because <laughs> she's clearly dealing with something. Yeah. Well, and but that's the life of most wrestlers. Oh yeah. You know yeah. when they talk about the strain that it puts on families. I was watching the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Mm-hmm. That's how big a damn fan. Yeah. That that is how far gone I am. If you're watching that, I watched three hours. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Four hours of wrestlers giving speeches into a Hall of Fame that hasn't been built. They get inducted to a Hall of Fame that is a virtual right now. So it's like there's no place you can go and see the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. These people just get inducted to the ether. Inducted to the air. <laughs> yeah, they just <laughs> – you're a Hall of Famer now. But they do get rings. They get nice rings. Yeah. But there's no physical structure yet. I think they're going to build one, but they don't have one yet. So I'm sitting there watching these damn speeches, man. And guy after guy and a couple of females were up there, too. And I'm sitting there like half crying. I mean, they're just talking about, oh, you know, such and such gave me a chance. And, uh, you know, and they all was just a small town boy from somewhere. Every other yeah. guy is, I'm a small town boy from Paul Tuckett. Everybody's from a small, everybody's a small town boy that made it big. So, but. They were talking, and you really do hear the strain that it puts on the families, yep. you know, and everybody. They're all thanking their wives, like, thank you for just yeah. sticking around. And so it's it's tough. They, they, they put themselves through a lot to entertain folks. And it was interesting to hear wrestlers thank other wrestlers because, like, if we're two professional wrestlers – 
for us to have a good match, yeah, I might be punching on you and doing my part, but you got to sell it. Oh yeah. Like yeah. it hurts and like it's the most excruciating pain ever. So yeah. it was it was interesting to hear guys kind of thank other people that were a part of their great matches. Like we put this guy through a hundred tables. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we put, we appreciate you letting us break you in half for ten years. Yeah. Just just stuff like that. So it was it was cool. Uh, but anyway, that's yeah. the, that's the level of fan I am. So I watched the Hall of Fame. I watched WWE NXT, which is their developmental division. Okay. They have a pay-per-view that I watched. The young guys. Yeah. The younger guys. Then they had the Hall of Fame. Then they had Monday Night Raw. Then they had Tuesday Night SmackDown. I watched all of this. So all told, wrestling, pre-shows, after-shows, I watched the four-hour uh, Hall of Fame. I watched a three-hour NXT event. That's seven hours. WrestleMania was four hours. That's 11 hours. Monday Night Raw is three hours. That's 14 hours. 14 hours plus the two hours that is smacked. That is 16 hours of wrestling I watched this weekend. Still married? Still, <laughs> Your wife is still in the house? I believe so. But I know under North Carolina law we have to be separated for a year. So I may be months into that and, and I have not seen her in a couple of days, but neither have I, which is why which is why I said that. <laughs> she left before WrestleMania started and she's not back yet. How long was the was the pre show for WrestleMania? Was it like Super Bowl length? Yeah, it was like two hours. All right, well, two hours isn't bad because the Super Bowl pregame stuff is way. It's over. I don't even watch yeah. it. I don't even watch. I used to watch it. I don't watch it. Anymore. Yeah, I watch like the hour before the game starts. Yeah, but I, I can't watch it like nine o'clock in the morning. I, I I don't watch anything up until kickoff. I don't watch the national anthem. I haven't unless somebody famous is singing it or something. That's when yeah. I go take a piss or I go, <laughs> I go eat a sandwich or I go. You know, I feel like that's what most people do when they're home. They're nobody's sitting there hanging on every note. No, you got to wait and see who's on their knee. <laughs> well, ne- well, last year the national anthem was much more interesting. Yeah. But in prior years, that's you know when everybody did other stuff. But okay, yeah, sorry. So WrestleMania <clears throat> 34. All right, and off the top, here we go. First uh, was the 30 man Andre the Giant Royal Rumble. So Andre the Giant, they have a ro- a rumble in honor of him, where 30 or however many men come into the ring and you get tossed over the top rope and whoever's alive, like King of the Hill, but with right. wrestlers. And it's one-on-one. There's no teams. There's no, I mean, I'm sure guys gang up on. Yeah, yeah, there's dudes, no, but, yeah, yeah, but they, there's no, there's no teams involved. They come out one by one. Oh, okay. Matt Hardy, who is now Woken Matt Hardy, all my wrestling fans know Woken Matt Hardy, he won with help of Bray Wyatt, who he threw into like the lake of rejuvenation or something. And then Bray Wyatt came out of the lake, and now he's helping his former adversary. Wait, what? Yeah. The lake of rejuvenation? Yeah, it's a whole thing that Woken Matt Hardy, he's like this weird dude, and he's got like all this sort of mysticism he's into and everything, and there's a lake of lake of purity or rejuvenation, and he threw the other wrestler in there, and the wrestler came out, and he works for him now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so, so Matt Hardy won with the help of Bray Wyatt. That was a surprise. Cedric Alexander uh, won the vacant Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, it is vacant because the wrestler that had it before uh, didn't like his contract and left. So he vacated the title. So Cedric Alexander won. Now Cedric Cedric Alexander is an amazing performer. He's one of these lighter guys that can flip all over the ring. He has the personality of that damn desk that you're sitting at. Okay, right. That's his personality. So that's what's holding him back. He's a great performer. He's very boring yeah. when he says words. 
So uh, then Naomi, Naomi won the twenty woman battle, uh, women's royal with women's rumble, little mini rumble. See now that I would watch twenty women, twenty women, yeah. uh, slugging it out. Uh, that was good. That was really good. Uh, Naomi ended up winning. That was a bit of a surprise, but uh, Naomi took it. Uh, she's a former champion, and she's she's great on the mic. She's great in the ring. She's the total package. That was Ronda Rousey part of that? Ronda or? Rousey was not part of that. Okay. She came up later. Uh, also, we had a three-man uh, intercontinental match, Seth Rollins, Miz, and Finn Balor. Seth Rollins won. I thought Finn Balor should have won because it's about to come like I know the feeling. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. We know Charlotte Flair. Uh, she defeated Asuka. Asuka is this uh, Asian performer, very good, knows a ton of different um, submission maneuvers. She was undefeated. She had won like 50 straight matches coming into her WWE career. She got beat by Charlotte Flair, the queen. Gotcha. Charlotte Flair. Okay. Uh, quick question. I'm sorry. To yes. Uh, when did Black China wrestle? When was Black when China was wrestled uh, back in the Attitude Era? So that was like late 90s. Oh, so, so she wasn't involved? No, nah, she been dead. No, I thought there was a Black China who's alive. Oh, there was a there's a wrestler named China, and there's a black China that was dating Rob Kardashian that got a baby by him. Right. When did she When did she wrestle? When did Black China wrestle? Yeah, she never wrestled. What? No. Why does she have a wrestling name then? Black China. Yeah. What do you mean? I, I mean, it sounds like she should be a wrestler. Nah, that's her stripper name. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you're not buying into the bit. I, I'm missing it. What happened? No, I just thought I, I was playing like I thought Black China was a wrestler. Oh, see, it was a, sorry. And that, but that 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 would be funny. Why? Because it sounds like a wrestler name, and yet it would be funny because like I'd be dumb that I didn't know that like Black China wasn't a wrestler. That Black China was a person. Oh, the only part that makes it confusing is China is a Hall of Fame women's wrestler right she, so she when you dead, said right yeah yeah she died so when yeah. you said black china i'm like i know china i don't know black china so it is a wrestling name yeah but, but yeah except there's a black one it's just we weren't on the same it happens that's okay it happens yeah we don't have to be on the same page all the time it's 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 all good okay never mind i'm gonna cut that part out <laughs> <laughs> so in u.s uh <laughs> so united states championship action where General Mahal, Randy Orton, and Bobby Roode, um, this match was not that interesting to me. General Mahal ended up winning. Randy Orton, I think, is about to take some time off. And Bobby Roode, they have him as what they call a baby face, which means he's a good guy when he it really should be a heel, which is a bad guy. He should right. be a heel and not a baby face. But right now they're using him as a freaking baby face. Also, Rusev was in this match. Rusev Day! Rusev Day! And... Uh, but Rusev, I think, is going to leave the company now. Uh, right after WrestleMania, he lost this match. He's super popular. And I think he believes he was miscast or he was being miscast. So I think he left the company as of today. Where do they go if they leave the company? Other, mean, other what ones, is there besides WWE? There's WWE. There's Ring of Honor. There's New Japan. There's Impact Wrestling. There's a number of different promotions, private, smaller promotions. Are any as big as WWE? Not even close. New Japan is probably maybe second biggest. New, New Japan is pretty popular. So if you were to leave WWE, could you get a better deal at one of those yes. smaller? Could, you could. Mm -hmm. Okay, You get a better deal. You could probably work out a better contract where you get more of a percentage of what you're doing. And then when you're performing over in Japan and stuff, those stadiums are gigantic. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you can make you can make some wrestlers leave and make more money. Way more. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes they leave and develop and then come back. And now mm -hmm. they come back with a huge following because they 
you know, we're performing in places like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Now we have uh, Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey. They teamed up. Okay. U.S. Olympic champion, former champion Kurt Angle, and the GM of Raw, Kurt Angle, teamed up with Ronda Rousey to face Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Wow. Ronda Rousey was phenomenal. Really? And I was very nervous. Yeah. Because coming up on the ceremony, it wasn't good. All her promos, she sounded like she didn't know what she was supposed to be saying or how she was supposed to be saying it. She would smile when she wasn't supposed to smile. She would frown in weird spots. <laughs> she didn't do enough frowning. She uh, she slammed Stephanie McMahon a couple weeks ago to kind of promo this thing, and uh, the slam wasn't right. She almost broke the girl's arm. Ooh. And she's Vince McMahon's daughter. You can't break oh, the, the boss's daughter's McMahon. arm. Yeah. So, But uh, she was good. Rhonda was good. Uh, she came in there. The crowd was electric. It was like 70-some thousand. They just went nuts when Rousey came into the ring. And then she was just doing all her moves and, and boxing the MMA stuff. Ronda's going to be really good in the, in the WWE, which I was not sure about. Cool. All right. Yeah, so Ronda's a star. Uh, they won that match. I was fine with that finish. That was good. The Bludgeon Brothers won the tag team championships. They were facing Uso, the Usos and uh, the New Day. The Bludgeon Brothers, Bludgeon Brothers are eminently boring. But they're supposed to be this these big menacing figures, but the, and they carry sledgehammers. Okay, I get it. Yeah, and then they like go to swing them at people, and they duck, and everybody goes, "Oh, you almost crushed his head with a sledgehammer." They're very boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it seems like that wouldn't be allowed. You would think. Yeah, but that feels like an unfair advantage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of one. So they won. I, you know, I didn't care for that. I, I, I would have liked to seen the Usos won. The Undertaker wrestled. Oh, okay. They did not know whether he was going to wrestle. He John Cena was trying to talk trash to get him. Hey, Undertaker, you're a coward and saying all these things. Finally, nobody knew what was going to happen, and it all goes dark and boom. And it's like, oh, shit, the Undertaker's here. And he came out and beat John Cena like five minutes, which was fine. It was just good to see the Undertaker back and looking in much better shape than he had looked yeah. before. He got a hip replacement, did some stuff. So he looks a lot better ooh, now. Ooh. So he's wrestling with a hip replacement. Uh, he's wrestled with a whole lot of maladies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know all those guys do, but but that seems particularly. Uh, yeah. So, but he's 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 looking good now. Then we had Dan. There was a ton of matches. Okay, we're moving through. They had Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. They defeated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This was good. It was just good to see Daniel Bryan back. Daniel Bryan was a former champion. Uh, when he comes out, everybody goes yes, 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 like they're cheering for. So everybody loves Daniel Bryan. Uh, but he got hurt, and they didn't think he was going to come back to wrestling, and then he finally got cleared to wrestle again. So everybody was, like, super amped about that. Daniel Bryan, great performance. That match was fine. Is uh, it still like, like, I remember in the old days, and even in some of the matches um, that I worked as a, as, a, as a stagehand supervisor in Tucson, that um, a lot of the guys, you know, you'd have guys like, like, you know, Steve Austin, whatever mm -hmm. his nickname was, The Rock. Stone Cold, The Rock. Yeah, yeah. like Stone Cold Steve. So, like, all, if you had a nickname, you were super popular, but then they would always be fighting guys like Ed Stevens. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the tomato like... cans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Okay. They used to. <laughs> now, now, name people go against name people. Oh, Kogan versus Bill Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see this skinny dude that looked like he just got done working at <laughs> the office max or they something? They pulled him out of the top row of the stadium. 
<laughs> I remember those matches. They used to beat the hell out of the little dudes. Oh, they well, yeah. they don't do that anymore. Uh, then we had Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Now, this match was interesting because Nia's a bigger, speaking of Andre the Giant, yeah. if he had a daughter, Nia Jax is how you would think his daughter would look. She's a big girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they went with an interesting angle to promote this match because Alexa Bliss is like this small blonde look like she could have been a cheerleader so she's talking trash to Nia Jax for the past few weeks like about her weight and you know like they were friends and Nia thought they were really friends and Alexa was talking trash behind her back cameras caught it and you see Alexa going oh yeah you know she's such a freak like just a big she's such a freak she's she's such a freak I don't like her yeah Nia she is so big and freaking fat like every time we go places like it's tough being around her because people are looking like who's the ogre and i'm like walking with her like i'm her handler or something it's so embarrassing everywhere she's just a big freak i'm just pretending to be friends with her because she's helping me keep my title because she's big and she's intimidating and i'm not so i bring her around and she's like the big king kong person but that's all she is to me she has no real worth she's just big so it's eighth grade yes yeah very eighth grade gotcha so naya had the feel good moment of the night uh she beat alexa i mean just splattered her on the damn ring and everybody went crazy and naya won the championship and she started crying she got really emotional holding the belt up and it was a feel good moment um after about 20 hours of wrestling <laughs> they needed a they needed something there then we had AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura it was cool i expected more both of these dudes are pretty respected names globally uh this was supposed to be oh we've been waiting to see this match and it was okay it was okay it wasn't great yeah i mean AJ did his thing AJ you could you could like pluck him and he could do a backflip over a car like he always looks like you fucked him up yeah. like he's real, so that's called taking a bump like if i throw my little punch and then you fall over like you really make it look like yeah, it hurt yeah. he's one of the best at that so he was going against this dude Shinsuke Nakamura who's more of a striker like he's throwing elbows and knees from all these weird angles so I thought it was going to be a good match maybe they're going to fight a couple more times so they're saving it but this was underwhelming for the caliber of performer those two are now the big thing at the end was Shinsuke Nakamura punched AJ Styles in the balls. Yeah, so he turned heel. So he went from a baby face, both were good guys, to now Shinsuke is a heel. All it takes is one shot to the balls. All it takes, you would be surprised how much your reputation can flip by punching someone in the balls in front of a global audience. You wouldn't think it would change that much? Totally flipped for him. I think those are words we can all learn something from. (laughs) Surprised. How much your reputation can change for one punch in the balls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody's booing him now. Yes, because he punched the other guy in the balls. Yeah. How, uh, how many fights were there in this? The this is I'm coming to the final two, which are thirteen and fourteen. So it's like a it's like a Debbie Millwater show. <laughs> <laughs> this is like March Mania. They actually, you see, people think that they patterned. March Mania after the NCAA tournament. This is not March Madness. This is patterned after WrestleMania. (laughs) There are 52 matchups. And it it is more so than any wrestler. 
it's a test of endurance for the audience. Because yeah. <laughs> if you can make it yeah. through that whole thing, yeah. you've done something more impressive than anyone on the That's television. Right. You did. deserve the reward. Yeah, by the time we finish up, the people that wrestled early, they're back at the hotel drinking beer. <laughs> so it's really a test for the audience. Yeah. All right. All right, so two more. Two more. So we have Braun Strowman and Nicholas. Speaking of going through the crowd, Braun Strowman was facing Sheamus and Cesaro. Big, giant dude Braun Strowman is. He's, like, huge, right? Jack Muscle, former world's toughest strongman type guy. So he goes, I can beat these two without a partner. So he walks through the audience and finds a fourth grader and says, you. And they go up to the ring. Braun Strowman beats these two guys by himself. And the little his tag team partner just stayed on the outside of the ring cheering them on. So wow. they picked the luckiest ten year old in the yeah. world. Nicholas was his name, and Braun and Nicholas beat Sheamus and Cesaro. That's crazy. Yeah, it was cool. So final match of the evening: ugh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Now Roman Reigns, as many of you know, uh, is the WWE Golden Boy. Vince McMahon wants him to be the face of the company. He wants him to propel it into the future, much like Hulk Hogan, the Rock, Stone Cold. He wants Roman to be one of these great names. Problem is, the WWE audience, WWE Universe, feels like they pushed it too hard too fast. I know the feeling. They they say that they've pushed it too hard too fast, and now people have turned on Roman, and they don't like him. Mm. But Brock Lesnar, former UFC fighter with the WWE now, right? They had a match. Here was the problem with the promo for the match, okay? Brock Lesnar, Roman's big criticism of Brock Lesnar is that, okay, this dude doesn't show up to half the events. He only comes around for WrestleMania and big things like that. He's here for a paycheck. I'm here because I love this business. I'm here every single week. I'm not out trying to be in UFC or trying to make movies or do other stuff. I'm here every week busting my ass so I don't respect Brock Lesnar. Here's the problem. WWE Universe doesn't like Roman Reigns. Now he's made it so they don't like Brock Lesnar. But it didn't flip and they go, well, I like Roman Reigns now. No, they still hate him. Now they're just two guys they hate. They're just two guys they don't like. Right. So what you get is a 15-minute match where for half the match, the crowd is throwing beach balls back and forth. They're paying no attention. And they're chanting, this is awful. This is awful. This is awful. WWE, that's that's not yeah, what you that, want. That, so they completely botched that, and he hit Roman Reigns too hard at one point, and the dude's face just started leaking. Ooh. So now he's covered in blood, and everybody still isn't interested. It was bad. They ought to have him uh, punch another guy in the balls if, <laughs> if they want to flip it. Well, they, well, I mean. You can always... Hey, it worked for the one guy. It, it worked for the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers when Draymond Green punched LeBron in the balls. There you go. That's and right. then they won the series because Draymond got suspended. A punch in the balls can change things. <laughs> I'm not saying you should be out there doing it, but every time I've seen it happen, something got done. Yeah. There's nothing like a good punch in the nets. Well, that is the perfect way to end your WrestleMania recap. I know so you that all, was like the headline fight? That was the big fight? That was night? the big fight. And people were... To, oh. The shittiest fight was the big one. That's no good. Let me tell you. Yeah, Vince, Daddy Vince can't be happy about that. He's like, this is crap. (laughs) (laughs) When did um, when did Cardi B fight? (laughs) Cardi B was not there. Black China was not there. Cardi B was on SNL though. Ah, that's what I hear. She was the musical guest, and she showed off her pregnant bump. So she's uh, all excited. 
Speaking of pregnancy, I wish. Oh wow, that's a long ass. Yeah, full we segment. went. You got a little. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "You got a little windy, sir." Well, you know. Yeah, I wanted you all to be fully abreast of WrestleMania because I know how vitally important this is. Right. It's once a year. I give you free reign to, to, to talk about wrestling. It, it's fine. Once a year, it, it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week. Uh, well, we got a very special interview coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't want to give it away because uh, I ain't going to give it away. And that's my right. Don't give it away. Yeah. That's my right not to give it away. But no, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, we'll be back. Could you smell what The Rock is cooking? Some pretty great shows coming up at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina over the next several weeks. Will Jacobs? Yes. Talking to you. Uh, where are we? Nemer. Uh, this weekend. I hope I'm saying that right. Niemer, uh, Lebanese-American comedian, Niemer, in town April 12th through the 15th. So t- tonight, if you're listening to us on the day the show comes out, it's the 13th. So two shows on the 13th, two shows on the 14th, one show Sunday night on the 15th. So don't miss Niemer uh, at the Comedy Zone. Monday, April 16th, Laugh It Up, Son, with headliner John Reap. That's the uh, Steve Smith Family Foundation benefit. On Monday night, Brent Blakeney also in that show. Oh. A friend of the podcast. Brent, friend of the, friend of the podcast, John Reap. So uh, check that out. Steve Smith will be in the building Monday, April 16th as well. It's not like other shows where they put a guy's name on it and then he doesn't show. Yeah. It, it's He'll be here. Steve Smith will be in the house. So, so. he's not an invited guest. He's here. He, he, he will be. That's right. He will be here. <laughs> so ice up for that event. Also want to re- remind you, Wednesday, April 18th, Comedy for a Cause, a special event uh, benefit show to stop soldier suicide. Tickets for that show are, are still available. We'll tell you how to get those and tickets to plenty of other events. Always great when you can well. come out and have a laugh and also do some good. Yeah, so two uh, fundraiser events, April 16th, April 18th, your chance to help out and have a good time. Arnez J, April 19th Woo! through the 21st. Donnell Rawlings, April 26th. Ashley the, Larry, he owed me a bottle of lotion. Through the 28th. Fortune Feimster, May 4th and 5th. Uh, one night, one night only. Kevin Farley, that is Chris Farley's brother. He does stand up. Kevin Farley will be here one night only Sunday, May 6th. Huggy Lowdown and Chris Paul back <sighs> in in the Queen City, May 10th through the 12th. Steve Renazisi, May 17th through the 19th. Chris Red from Saturday Night Live. Uh, Will and Grace, Netflix, June 21st through the 24th. Orny Adams flashing ahead a bit to July 12th through the 14th. All kinds of great shows coming up at the Comedy Zone. Will, you got some shows coming up. I do. Uh, I will be in Albemarle, uh, Albemarle, North Carolina. New club opening up, I believe. I'll be there tonight. And then uh, next week, I believe I'm in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, so a lot of stuff coming up. Just go to IamWillJacobs.com, all my social media to check out where I'm at. And if you're interested, uh, we are um, uh, resurrecting Crazy Late with Johnny Millwater. Yeah! So we are recording this coming Sunday here at the Comedy Zone at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. If you're interested, you can get in for free Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock, for a taping, a live taping. We don't use tape anymore, but uh, a live production of uh, Crazy Late with Johnny Millwater, 2 o'clock on uh, Sunday, the 13th, 15th of April. So get That's your taxes done and then come out and catch a uh, yeah. crazy oh, lake. Also, uh, Funny on the Fly coming up the last Sunday in uh, in uh, April as well. So Funny on the Fly coming back uh, at the end of April. Too. Really good show last time, right? It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah really good show. I, I, we got to get you out there for one of these shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as for tickets, 
Get them all at the Comedy Zone box office, 980-321-4702 is the phone number, 980-321-4702. CLTComedyZone.com, the website, all the dates and details and future shows. You can catch all that stuff there. You can listen to the podcast from there, too, at CLTComedyZone.com. At Comedy Zone CLT on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and Snapchat. Uh, Comedy Zone CLT on uh, Facebook. And, uh, of course, the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, I it, I keep calling it iTunes. It's been Apple Podcasts for like eighteen months. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Music, uh, SoundCloud, Laughable. You can hear it on your Alexa now. Wow, which is very very cool. All you have to do. I don't have the the exact words in, um, in front of me, but just say, "Hey Alexa, play uh, the Comedy Zone podcast," and Alexa will play the Comedy Zone podcast for you. So that's pretty cool as well. Uh, leave a review. Find us wherever you listen. Find us, rate us, leave a review, leave a message for us. It's the best way to help the show continue to grow. Tell a couple friends about us because, uh, you know, you just might get to hear the headlining comedian every week at the Comedy Zone, <laughs> if you're lucky, on the podcast. All right, sitting here with Frankie Paul. We just finished shows in... Uh, Jacksonville tonight, and then it was Hickory, Hickory, North Carolina, North Carolina yesterday. Yeah. yeah, so it was it was fun. It was we a fun little swing, right? Oh yeah, so we probably had half the population of Hickory. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was saying before. I think I told you before we got on the stage that uh, it was like. I was at Roadhouse, except instead of Patrick Swayze, <laughs> it was a black comedian. Black, right. <laughs> I know. You're thinking, this must be a nice place. There's no chicken wire. Because <laughs> when you walk in, like, first of all, when I walked in, it looked like the Bates Motel, the lobby, when you first yeah. walk in. It's, it's real spooky. weird, because I'm like, where the hell's the comedy it's at? It's like 300 square foot building full of, like, a what was there, a, a buffalo head? <laughs> A stuffed I think, bear. I think it was a buffalo head. It was a big ass buffalo head. You were like the bear jamboree at Disney. It was like, <laughs> it, it. I mean, even like when when I first was driving there, I'm like, where am I at? This was in the middle of almost nowhere. There was nothing near. Not bad. Yeah. The first sign you saw that was lit. <laughs> <laughs> like, and there and there's a point where when I'm driving like a real desolate kind of place. I start looking for minorities. Ain't even got to be black, Chinese, Indian, yeah, anything, anything, <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything without a mullet. I'll anything take that without mullet. a John Deere hat. <laughs> It'd be nice to see somebody without a John Deere hat, a dirty John Deere hat, <laughs> left from their father. <laughs> so you, so that was that was that club's first night. Yeah, up, and right? it was fun. It was yeah. a good club. It's a great room because we walked in there and the place just went on forever and ever. It was like. Yeah, it's like ten acres, but it, you, it but it was strange because it's like they were doing country music yeah. before the show. That was weird, and then the show finished the night. I thought the band was going to come on when we were done after the comedians, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I'm going back to the green room. They're packing drums, <laughs> <laughs> throwing stuff away, <laughs> and, and then there was that that dance floor. That between yeah. the stage comedy and the, with a gap, and I'm like, I, I, I'm thinking to myself, like, they had to have gone over this. Oh yeah. Like, how does that skip the radar? And oh yeah, you should start working the bugs out before the show, before opening <laughs> night. Yeah, that's, that's you know. <laughs> hey, we should put the tables on the dance floor. <laughs> Right, you know, I think it'll be good for the comedians to be like really far away from yeah. 
the we 50 want people. To, we want to, you want to be able to see him laugh, but not here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like crowd work, so we just want to keep him. <laughs> I told you, I saw that guy slapping the table, and I go, I don't know if he's laughing or angry. What the hell was going on? <laughs> I can't on? hear a thing. Hold it. Yeah, he's I, too far away. I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, was that, so was that the, uh, I'm sure you've opened up clubs before like perform there the first night yeah first nights yeah, yeah. so times. so usually there's that those little couple things they got to work out yeah i felt like even with that though they did an okay job for it being oh yeah the oh first yeah night. yeah they took well you know you got joel in there taking care of it and they that was basically set up good the room's got great potential when i saw joel there i'm like this must be the first night because why would he well sometimes he comes when the room's in peril <laughs> he met me in Fredericksburg and three months later that was gone <laughs> damn <laughs> so he's and like the fixer fun. or something well, tries to be actually the club would have gone on but they sold the entire building oh that's why it closed it didn't close because of lack of business it closed because they just sold the whole building Fredericksburg you see my Liberty Labs yeah that's so, done done the whole building's done. There's no bowling. There's nothing. What? What did they turn it into? I don't know yet. I don't even know what they have yet. But I they, used to like that room, man. Yeah, me too. Damn. It was the whole thing. It's crazy, dude, how many... Like, you'll do a room and then you hear it's gone. Oh, yeah. That's the weirdest... What happened? It was packed. <laughs> what happened? There's no Coke anymore. What fucked it up? <laughs> and then you got some rooms that have... Ten people up in there for years. Oh, <laughs> Johnson City <laughs> didn't even have a sign <laughs> anywhere. It wasn't like a website. I mean, when I first started going, they had an easel with your picture on it in the lobby. And this is a true story. That broke, and they never got another one. <laughs> they just said, "Ah, why bother? We don't care." Good There's gracious. still five more people in the bar than there normally is. <laughs> it would be sometimes where. <laughs> You'd have shows and it'd be five people sitting up yeah. in there, and they'd be spread out. It's <laughs> like when you go, you go there the together. Sec- you go there the second time, you bring five shirts: <laughs> one small, one medium, one large, one XL, one double. Oh, <laughs> oh, that! And you'd but, go home with five shirts. But they, but you know what they did? <laughs> yeah, you didn't sell much merch. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but they, uh, they just reopened. No, they didn't. I just performed there last weekend. Johnson City? They just reopened. And yeah. instead of that room they used that's to have the, it in. That's proof that God gave the world to the devil. Because <laughs> if that reopened. That reopened. And they had it in a ballroom. It wasn't even in that area that it, it was. It wasn't in the in. lounge with no walls. It's in the ballroom now. And the first night, there were maybe 60 people. Oh, that's that good. Was a lot, right? That's more than I've ever had there combined. <laughs> all, all the trips to All the 30 shows I've done, I've only got 47. <laughs> well, they had that. They had that. And then the second night, there was like maybe 20 there. Uh, well, yeah. see, the buzz is over. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, that, so we were talking earlier about it. How long have you been doing comedy now? Uh, October 1st of last year was my 27th year. That's phenomenal, man. Yeah, to to yeah. last that long in this business, like, right? you have to do comedy to I'm understand. I'm not gonna thank you, dear. You have to, uh, like, do comedy to understand how impressive that is, man. Like, it's just, like, for, for comedians getting started, like, what are, I don't know, some of the keys to longevity because you got a family too so you're balancing all yeah this a stuff. lot of a lot of comics are super impressed that i've been able to be a comedian as long and stay married yeah yeah well that's because i put them first mm. i didn't put the comedy first okay hence the 
popularity. <laughs> You've been doing it 27 years, and you're still in Johnson City? <laughs> well, I put the family first. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I, I think man, that's the, the most important thing. For yeah, me, like I, I never missed a birthday. I would never book a show on a birthday. You call me up. Want to do a show? No, my kid's birthday. How many kids you have? Two. So both of them, all the birthdays. Yeah, right? August, I didn't make shit. Because they were both in August. <laughs> wow. And your wife has, has been supportive the whole, the whole, whole time. Way. I started, yeah, cause we were already together when I started. Mm-hmm. So it was a joint decision for me to pursue it. So she could, you know, I said, I won't do it if you don't want me to do it. Mm-hmm. And she told me she wanted me to try it. Wow. So she encouraged you to do it. She talked me out of not doing it. <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh, you should try it. Give it a shot. We'll see what happens. You don't You don't hear that every day. No. Well, she's pretty into, you know, she, you got to be, yeah, you got to have an independent spouse if you're going to do comedy. Mm. You can't have a paranoid spouse. Oh, yeah. Because they're about where you are, who you showbiz. Oh, my God. You know, they think you're in the band. Yeah. Right. They don't realize that everybody that comes to a comedy show is already on a date. Wow. And the one that's not on a date is drunk as shit. Right. <laughs> they, yeah, they think. I guess because they're not there in these cities, they don't see how it is. And see, I think right. too, women think that it's the same way for us that it is for them. Whereas people trying to talk oh, to you all, on the time. Them all the time. I told my wife, I'm like, babe, nobody is out here like, oh, I want oh. you. So I told my wife, I've had more men hit on me than women. I, me too. Like if I had to count, me it's too. Men than women. It's pretty even. <laughs> it's pretty even. But they think that it's like every single place you go, <laughs> you're like uh, Teddy Pendergrass or somebody. They just right. throwing underwear nope. at you. It's like it's nope, not like nope. that at yeah, all. Just take them on the road for a month. They'll trust you for the rest <laughs> of your life. Like, oh, this is the last place you're gonna get laid. <laughs> it's like trying to get laid at a, a strip club. Right. Just, right. Like my wife when I was younger, and I would take. Like uh, one of my nephews or something came of age. We always took him to a strip club. Yeah. And my wife didn't care because you knew it was the last place you were gonna get laid. Because <laughs> first of all, I don't want a stripper, and a stripper doesn't want anybody that's in the club. Right. No, they neither one. No, I'm going out with a drug dealer like God intended. <laughs> and even with the regular clubs, like the bitch you talk about, there's a certain age where oh, yeah. you're not even gonna be in the clubs. Oh, yeah. like that. I've seen girls. That are young, like in their 20s. Because mm-hmm. I go to a lot of concerts. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be jerking around to the music in a concert. I've seen girls, like, bust out of a crowd. And then as soon as they got in the opening, they saw me and they, they kind of cringed for a second. <laughs> like, oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> the, 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 oh, my God. And now, for me, this started happening where sometimes you, uh, you just speaking to someone not even trying to flirt or anything but just having a conversation then they call you sir Ugh. like i'm like oh what would you say what'd you say sir i'm like oh god i'm a sir, sir. when did uh, sir start damn oh, i wish i was your boss i'd feel better <laughs> but i'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm just the next old dude you had to talk to <laughs> so that so how has how is uh comedy changed since you know you've been doing it a couple of decades now how's the how's the game changed since you got started it's uh well obviously it's harder because there's not as many clubs because i first time i got on stage was in 88 and then i quit my job in 90 this is right after the boom right right like after every after. i was working with all these guys that have made it big just because they were in comedy back in the 80s all you had to do was tell one stupid knock knock joke and you had a tv show damn 
and uh and then when i started all these guys were coming up to me that i was either emceeing for or featuring for and they'd be like you're an idiot this is it's all ending it's all going to crap wow and then we had the the market crash right. and then a lot of people got laid off and started following their dreams and now you got a billion comics oh yeah and then the clubs came up and the club started doing the thing with the hey learn to be a comic we're gonna do comedy classes and you're gonna become a comic you know, you get 20 people to pay 300 dollars and you'll get two dudes or, or two ladies that come out of that and now they're trying to, and, and then you got the other asshole that goes, I'll do it for 25 bucks. And now everybody's doing it for 25 bucks. Wow. So if everybody would have just stuck to their guns and said, you're not having a show unless we get this, you can close down. But all these young kids came out, I just love it so much, I'll do it for free. Now look at us. <laughs> wow. And then, you, so you were around when social media hit. So, oh, like, yeah. how did that change things? Like, you, it's almost like you have to be active on social media now. Yeah, which is tough for an old guy. You, know, you got all these young cats that are doing the FaceTime video. The key now is to go viral. Yeah. And if you're young, you can go viral. Right. If you're not, it's harder. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, mo- most of the people my age are on Facebook for about four minutes a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so... It's like you just run out of the energy to even like now they got Snapchat and all this stuff. And it's like I get to a point where I'm like, I'm just tired of learning new stuff. Yeah. Like I remember Instagram, I got on there. Twitter, I got on there. Facebook, I'm on there. And now it's Snapchat. Right. It's like you got Snapchat. I've been on Instagram for four years and I've got nine pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably all of my dogs. <laughs> So, but I, ne- I never, I never Instagram a show. I've never done it. I've Instagram photos of me after the show, like when we all get together and we take pictures to celebrate working together. Yeah, that I'll throw on there. But I don't have enough sense to think. Oh, gotta throw that on the media. Throw that on there. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a different ball game, man. And it's like. Because if it weren't for comedy, I wouldn't be on most of it. I, I don't know if I'd be on Facebook. I don't know if I'd be. tough to travel as a feature because there's so many features that live locally in the towns and they book them for, you know, you're going to do eight shows, we're going to give you 150 bucks. Oh my God, 150? It's <laughs> tough. It's tough. But the one thing that helped me was starting to make shirts and sell shirts that helped me a lot eat up some of that cost of yeah driving. merch saves my life oh man it's it just and i remember working with uh julie scoggins uh, oh yeah time, and she was like, a traveling flea market oh and she'll guilt you into buying stuff oh she got this she is got one of these down. shirts that it, you only can buy if you're an american <laughs> She'll guilt you in the day. She's a master. She's got it. And she, she was telling me, she's like, Will, you're leaving so much money on the table. Because it's like I'd have these shows and they'd go well. And people were excited. And it's like, you got to turn that excitement into, into revenue. Revenue. And I didn't understand that at first. And then I spent like a year and a half trying to think of the perfect thing yeah, to put on have to, shirt. It doesn't have to do anything with you. My shirt doesn't have anything to do with my show. It's right. just cool. Yeah. You, yeah, all you need to do is come up with something cool, and that's it. And it sells. Well, especially in these smaller towns, because it's like these shows are the biggest thing that's going to happen here. Yeah, in the next, oh, yeah. you know, till the next show. Till, yeah, so just, it's almost like a Woodstock T-shirt. Like some people just want a piece of the experience. 
Right, like you next know? week, no one's going to sell in Hickory. <laughs> we already blew it. <laughs> we already took the wind out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like now. But my, my buddy was explaining to me, he said, because he's in marketing, he said, look, man, he said, you've already created the art with the comedy. That's what the people are there for. That's why they had the good time. Right. At that, at, they just want a piece of it. They just right. want a piece of the experience now. Right. So the shirt doesn't have to be the most brilliant thing that's ever been no. written. Just, but, but, you know, come up with something snazzy and fun. Right. and they'll whimsical. Yeah, because <laughs> it's the show that sells it. the shirts. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. if they like you and they're having a good time with you, that's what sells the shirts. It's not because yeah. you had the greatest thing that ever has been put on a shirt. Right. Nothing's more anticlimactic than having a shitty show and selling 10 oh shirts. Oh, my God. It's hard to even mention <laughs> the damn shirts. They won't even look at, yeah, I just want a shirt. I don't want to talk to you about your set or anything. I just would like this incredibly creative piece of clothing you created. Right. Like it's got the Sistine Chapel on it or something. Right. It's not, yeah. it's, that is amazing. This is the best part of your show. Right. <laughs> if they if they don't enjoy the show, you ain't selling no merch. Not nah, <laughs> usually. They walk by and, oh, that's the worst. But the toughest part for me i don't know if it's easier for you but selling merch sometimes is difficult for me i'm not I feel aggressive like, yeah i, I, have I mean trouble. i've seen guys throw shirts on people come get your shirt i mean it's like you're at you know it's like the guy that guesses your weight at the carnival but i feel i don't feel right doing it it's it's, it's awkward it, for me me too if I, you want it it's here yeah yeah, I've seen comedians. Sit there and go, Thanks for coming. Don't feel like you gotta buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> or when you tell them, well, how much is the shirt? The twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. And it's like, well, I guess it is. Every like one that. of these people tonight was just like, oh fuck, I guess so. Here you go. <laughs> if I'd have told them how much it was on stage, I would have made a dime. They <laughs> <laughs> would have stopped laughing. Twenty bucks. This show just got serious. <laughs> when I first started doing it, that'd be like twenty bucks. They'd be like twenty bucks. I'm like, well, you do it for ten. It's okay if it's twenty's too much. I was just not confident. <laughs> you want it for free? I mean, if, if ten's too just much, take it. just just let's just stop having this conversation. And I'll, 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 I'll turn that around and spin it because they were like, what about two for thirty? And I'll contemplate it. <laughs> two for thirty? I don't know, man. If I do that, I gotta do it for it. Sure, cost me four dollars twenty-five cents. Two for thirty, huh? Mm, let me think. Uh, <laughs> in your mind, you're going. Let's sweat it out for fifteen seconds and go. Okay, right. <laughs> so, what? Let me ask you this, man. What? You know, you you've been at it twenty. How many years? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. What keeps you going out there? I mean, they gotta pay the bills, but what keeps you enjoying? The, I still being enjoy on the stage doing it after that time. I don't feel like I just. I just don't feel like I'd be happy doing anything else. I mean, there's things I'd love to do, but I'm not going to get to. I'd love to be out on the beach painting, <laughs> but that ain't going to make me no money. Right. You know, there's certain things. I'd love to front a rock band, but that's not going to happen. Right, <laughs> so, right. So I can do comedy. <laughs> do, you, do you still enjoy the creative process, like hammering out those newer bits and plugging them in? And... Yeah, I think that's... Because some guys, they've been doing it a while, they just do shit they've done. That's just like dangerous. Yeah. That is dangerous because then now you're uh, you're not relevant. You're not relevant. Hey, how about that shuttle? <laughs> this dude just still do that. Oh yeah. Hey, how about that airplane food? Uh, they don't give you food on the airplane anymore, sir. <laughs> you know that kind of shit. And I'll hear that from bookers. Wow. Bookers will say, "Yeah, we like him, but he ain't wrote a new bit in ten years, so we're done." That gets around. It gets around big time. Wow. So where so where are you off to next? 
uh, hanging here, and then uh, maybe any, with any luck, we'll be in Albemarle, North Carolina, on Friday. It's like fifty-fifty on whether that's going to happen. It's up in the air still. Yeah, this is a work in progress. Yeah. And Saturday night, I'm in West Virginia in Charleston. Okay. So that'll be fun. I was just there a few weeks ago. That's a fun one too. Yeah, and it's just one night because they're not doing Friday. They probably have a wedding or something. Oh, okay. And then um. So it'll be good because it'll, be it'll compress and make it a big show instead of that. I tried to get out of it, but I couldn't. <laughs> so what, let me ask you this. What advice would you give young comics just getting started about having some longevity in this business? Uh, have it, well, uh, uh, the key is to not look for justice. There's no justice in show business. People, that, people are going to come in... Uh, way like i've been at 27 some other cat may come in doing it five and he's got a tv show mm. and uh and a lot of comics will get bitter about that and once you get bitter you're done you can't look you can't you can't go why him not me because you never know it's just such a random thing to get picked to get famous i mean i know guys that have put in everything and, and have gotten nothing and uh, if you can just hold on to the fact that you're doing what you love mm. and then anything that comes with that is just gravy like a bonus yeah but you already have a job you love right and if you're looking to get famous and rich you know the odds are you're going to get disappointed how right. many how many of us are rich maybe two percent small number small number yeah so, if you uh, just concentrate on the fact that you're doing what you love, I think it helps a lot. Because I've got a lot of, I know a lot of guys that came up with me, started before me, and had to get out of it because they were so bitter that they either burned bridges or, or just, you just couldn't take it anymore because they weren't the ones that got picked. Well, I, I even look at it too to, to uh, piggyback on your point that how many people generally end up doing something they love. That right. small. That alone. So we're you. lucky as hell to exactly. even have found the thing. Exactly. Some people go their whole lives. Like, I work with a lot of attorneys, man. Some of these law people firms look like a mortuary. Us. People come see us because they hate their job. Right. Right. So, we, so we have a job we love, and we let and our job is to make them forget that they have a job they hate. Wow. <laughs> so this is a bonus in a lot of ways that we even found it. Yeah. I mean, just imagine. Yeah, I think that's that's a real good message for young comics because I think a lot of young comics, especially with social media, it's like, well, I put this up and it got this many likes and this guy's getting a bunch of likes. So why ain't I headlining? Why not? Why? How come I'm not yet? But if you just slow down and appreciate it, but you gotta, like you said, you gotta love the craft. You You gotta gotta love love comedy. You gotta keep writing. Right. Like I'm a weird writer. Like you're gonna get angry. Right. <laughs> you're gonna get. I mean, I've had tons of guys come walk, run by. I mean, the guys I came up with were uh, Carrot Top, Billy Gardell. Wow. Those are the guys that I would do open mic with, mm. and they were a few years ahead of me starting to feature when I was starting to MC. Yeah. And uh, they took me under their wings a lot of times, but. Um, you know, you just say, "Oh man, good for you." You don't sit there and say, "Why me? Why not me? Why didn't I do? Why didn't I get it? Why didn't I do that?" Right. You know, it hurts when you don't get something, but you gotta let it roll off you like a raindrop. You can't let it stick to you like a tattoo. And pl- you know what? Plus, man, I think having a son now, I think it makes you a better husband. 
a better father? Because the energy's positive because yeah. you like what you do. The only thing that hurts you when you have children is it's a little harder to leave the house. Oh, yeah. It's oh. really hard to leave the house. It crushes you. It's a struggle. I, with my son, that's my baby boy. He's about to turn a year old, man, and he just looks at you with those eyes. And I feel really bad for him because he's at an age where he don't know I ain't going to be back. Right, <laughs> so right. I'm leaving, I, I just, and he's just, like, oh, okay, I'll see you in a few I minutes. I found a way to justify <laughs> that, too, because you look at a typical family. Uh-huh. Mom works. Mm-hmm. Dad works. Yeah. They get to see their kid probably three to four hours a day. Right. So that comes out to 21 to 28 hours a week. True. But on the weeks where we're not working, mm-hmm. we're with them 24 hours a day. Oh, yeah. So you almost, like every month, you get at least two vacations with mm-hmm. your kids. You're not just like, hey, eat, do your homework, go to bed. Right. That's all you see of your kid. You're there. But when we're there, you know, like, like you're going to find out how much elementary schools appreciate a male volunteer. <laughs> It's like you gave him a pot of gold. <laughs> There's nothing but whiny mamas coming through, and then you come in on a field trip, and all of a sudden everyone's safe. Wow. Wow. They loved it. But then junior high and high school, they don't give a shit. They don't want you there. Yes, they do. But in elementary school, man, I was there all the time. I'd go on the field trips. I had a ball. Wow. And you just got to, you know. Justify it that way. So there's some real silver linings to this thing, man. You just got to find them. Hey, man. That's a great note to end on. So how can people uh, find you on social media if they want my, to keep uh, up with you? My Twitter is FrankiePaul64. My website is FrankiePaulComedy.com. And it's got links to my Facebook profile, my Facebook page. It's linked to my YouTube, uh, YouTube, my YouTube channel. <laughs> my YooHoo channel. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's about it. I appreciate it, brother. I'm glad we got to do this, man. Me too, man. Always a pleasure. Hey, Will. Brian, we want to tell you about the Queen City Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. Big time. What the Queen City Podcast Network has done, you can find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com, but uh, the Queen City Podcast Network's brought together five of Charlotte's best local podcasts. So you got the Charlotte Podcast. You have uh, Cheers Charlotte Radio, which talks about uh, the local beer scene, which is growing and expanding every day. It seems there's a new brewery in town. Say no more on that one. Pretty awesome. Uh, the uh, Yelp Charlotte podcast. You want to find out how good the beer is? You listen to the Yelp Charlotte podcast. You need somebody. Yelp! <laughs> the uh, um, Creative Loafing's Local Vibes podcast. Spotlight on local music. Live performances every week in the studio nice. at uh, Local Vibes. That show's awesome. And, of course, the Comedy Zone podcast where... There's a 50-50 chance we'll get the headline of Comedian every week. Comedy Zone. <laughs> so the, the, uh, uh, I want to tell you this week, though, about Local Vibes. It's the first podcast in Charlotte dedicated solely to local music in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Each week, Creative Loafing editors Mark Kemp and Ryan Pitkin sit down with musicians and others in the Queen City music scene to hang out and talk tunes and uh, listen to their cool music. And as I mentioned before, live performances in the studio nearly every week. And that's pretty cool. I mean, the local music scene in Charlotte continues to grow. It continues to change. And uh, they've got great guests over the past um, couple weeks. Their emphasis has been on local R&B and rap artists. And it's been really, really cool. Actually, really, really cool to listen to. I love discovering acts before they become mainstream and, yeah. and popular. So, I mean, that podcast is a great outlet for people to get familiar with. Music they may not know or, or love and not everyone knows about. So that's always cool. Yeah. So uh, shout out this week to uh, Creative Loafing's Local Vibes podcast. 
A uh, new podcast every Thursday. You can find it at Queen, C- Queen City. That is queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Comedy Zone podcast. We are indeed on one. It's a great song choice. I don't know what happened to you, Brian. It was totally random. Totally random. <laughs> Well, that was a good one. I, I shouts out the randomness. Uh, so there were a couple other things we had to get to. I wish Sammy would have been here uh, because we have to talk about this Tristan Thompson situation. Have you heard this with Khloe Kardashian? I know a little bit about it. Here's I know a, just enough about it to be annoyed. Actually, here's the deal: Tristan Thompson, player for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, is with Khloe Kardashian. Those Kardashian women, they like them some ball players. Okay, they love them some ball players. So uh, apparently, Tristan Thompson cheated on Khloe. <gasps> I know. While she's pregnant, about to drop their baby, Tristan Thompson is out traipsing around with these little young fake booty. You know, not that the Kardashians don't have fake, but I'm not. You know, I'm just using it to describe the woman. Yeah, small fake booty. You know, just just one of these like these people get so much work done that it they look they don't look like people anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, I know exactly. It's like some sci-fi kind of weird shit. Wait till they get older. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Like like when Chloe's sixty. Oh, that's not gonna be a good look. Dude, that's oh man. Yeah. I even yeah. So anyway, uh, but you know what? She looks nice now, and that's all that matters. Good for her. Yeah, whatever. She's in a bad spot because <laughs> the girl is pregnant, and this man uh, has cheated on her. TMZ caught him on. I mean, just sloppy, reckless, sitting in the club, kissing girls, girls rubbing on his Johnson, sitting there in VIP. I'm like, does this dude know he's like a public figure to where people? Are gonna have photos of him. Like he's just walking in and out of hotels carefree. Like people are gonna take those pictures and sell them. You're with a Kardashian, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he knows. I mean, you know when you do something like that. You know, you know. what know that I think I think you know that it it's not gonna be if you're if you're out doing it openly, it's not gonna be a secret very long. No. You know that. And maybe that's what you're trying to do is sabotage whatever it is that Damn, you've got you know what I mean? Because she like just had the baby like literally twenty four hours after, yeah, it broke right. The, yeah, the story, not the water, not the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's true. And so now uh, he's kind of taking his lumps on the internet. Not that he would care. I I don't know what's gonna happen with them, but uh, I remember when my wife was pregnant, and uh, man, had I been out there cheating and on camera like this. That wouldn't have been good. No. that So I don't know how she's going to handle it, but I know for my situation, I might not be here today. So I don't know. This is this is bad. Yeah, I... I uh, it's, it, it's a... It's a shame. On the, on the surface, it's a shame. I mean, it's, it's... You know, you hate to see that kind of thing happen. But on the other hand, here's a family that is famous for no reason other than putting their entire lives on display so yeah. you kind of you know what 
what goes around comes around uh and whatever other you know what what whatever other saying you can come up with don't make the perfect right. the enemy of the good yeah exactly you can't pay the rent that way <laughs> you, you well, well you can't pay the rent that way apparently but uh, <laughs> but uh they've been paying the rent that way you know you reap what you sow is what i'm saying yeah, it's a tough spot, right? The same cameras that made you famous are the same cameras that are going to cover these disasters. That's right. The camera does not lie. I think is what you're trying camera, to say. Cam- yes, the camera does not lie. Okay. And um, man, it's just a just a tough spot for all involved. Um, I don't have a lot of Tristan Thompson jokes. I mean, he's young too. You know, he's a he's a kid. He's in his like early twenties, mid twenties, mm-hmm. something like that. Not saying that that excuses his behavior. No, but you. <sighs> Chloe's a little older than him, and you gotta be able like one of the most powerful abilities you can have is the power of discernment. Mm-hmm. You know, when you picking someone to be with, you have to have a hardcore evaluation, not just of is this person fun to be around, but you know, can I see a future with them? Is this the kind of person I'd want to have a child with? And like usually people give off signs that this may be not may not be the person to build a life with mm-hmm. yeah, i think sometimes you just people just don't pay attention to i think one of the signs he's in the nba that would, be, that would be one of the now that's not fair that's not that why now why no, why I'm you got to say what so what are you saying that if you saw if you're in the what a professional athlete if you there what was it chris rock said Chris Rock said a man is only as faithful as his options. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. So he's 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 in the NBA. He's surrounded by the the cookie. Cookie. Right? Lots of cookies. Right? Big old those uh Oreos where they come three yeah. in a row. So he's a kid, like you said, twenty one, twenty two years old. Suddenly he has slightly more money than he had when he was in college, if he yeah. went to college. Yes. And he's surrounded by the cookie. You're right. He's a kid in a pussy store. So, so, so what is, what is, what is, what do these women who think that they've landed these people? I, I'm not blaming anybody, but I'm just saying that you're not setting yourself up for a successful relationship by thinking I'm going to change him. Oof. What? <laughs> well, you know what? To lend further credence to your point, even in regards to this situation. Uh, I think that they got together while Tristan was in another relationship. So he cheated right. on a girl. And, you know, that's what some women say. They say the same way you found him is the same way you're going to lose him. Yeah. yeah. So apparently they cheated together and then got together. And now he's cheating on her. Was she the one who who who's... Uh... The guy who who they found cracked out in the house in Vegas. Lamar Odom. That was her dude. Is that Chloe? Yeah, it was Chloe. Okay, so now I think we got to start talking about Chloe's decision making skills. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I, I feel like that's uh, that is an ancillary conversation. Her track record we need to have is not great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's uh. There's Why a does comment, this keep happening uh, to me? Yeah, there's uh <laughs> maybe there's a kind of cologne that that really works on her. I don't know what is going on, but you're right. This is some pretty poor 
pretty poor results. Like once is you like, oh well, you know, she got with an NBA guy who ended up cracked out in her house. It happens. <laughs> How many relationships have ended that way? I mean, come on. If you live long <laughs> let's, enough. Right, let's be honest. But now, twice now, a minimum of twice now, <sighs> she's, yeah, she's just, we need to, Chloe, if you're listening. Le- yes. Listen <laughs> to Brian. Sure. Just, just, let's take a year off. Focus on your kid. Take a year off. Don't go to any basketball games. That's good. That's Don't good. Don't go to any clubs. Stay home with the kid. And get your life in order. You can come back out in a year. Yeah. Just just breathe. Just, breathe, baby. Just, that's all that's all I'm saying. Just, <laughs> just 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 let's take some time off. Yeah. Maybe look at look at your at your decision making skills. See it all through a fresh set of, <laughs> of eyes. <laughs> yeah. That'd be I that is solid advice. Chloe needs to take a take five. Just just a year. A year. Yeah. Just get the kid walking around. Then you can leave him with whoever. <laughs> Who are you going to leave him with? <laughs> I don't know. Caitlin? <laughs> Caitlin is the most safe one to leave him with. <laughs> Caitlin's the sane one in the family. <laughs> Caitlin is the only sane one in that family, man. And she got her penis lopped off. <laughs> You're right. There's <laughs> something there. Just take a breath, baby. Just breathe. Yeah, just and then come back and and don't don't. I, I would say don't pick anyone else uh, that's playing basketball. Yeah, I would. Say, I would say like like don't whatever your cable package is. Don't even get the sports package. <laughs> just don't NBA league pass. Watch the History Channel. Tell them no. Watch Frank on American Pickers. He's available. He's a nice guy. He's got a steady job. American pickers. This <laughs> American is pickers. farmers. No, they <laughs> they run around to to uh, basically hoarders. They run around to people who like hoard junk and scrap metal and stuff, and they buy from. Yeah, it's a TV show on the History Channel. Right. Okay. Frank. Well, he's about this tall. He's round. Perfect for. Her. Well. <laughs> well, that that works. He loved his cat. That that works. It's, it's, yeah. He's a hoarder. <laughs> a lot of these women are hoarding. Uh, Silicone and Tupperware and plastic. <laughs> They're hoarding hoarding body parts, so maybe that would work. I'm gonna I'm gonna compose a tweet. Yes. Once this show goes out with Chloe's handle yes. and Frank's handle, right? And see if we can't create some magic. Now we're not saying, <laughs> Chloe, if you listening, we are not saying that we blame you. No, certainly not. No. But you know what George Bush once said: "Fool me once, well." You, if you fool me twice, well, you can't get fooled again. So if you can remember that, that's another wise quote from one of our presidents. Yep. So, Chloe, uh, best of luck to you. We really do wish you the best, particularly as a father myself yeah. now. Uh, I, I wish you and the young, I think they had a baby girl, that little girl the best. She deserves the best. So just... You know, make sure that we reevaluate the screening process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And- Matter of fact, the whole family should really <laughs> sit down together and have uh, someone from a company, maybe HR, tell them how to make better hires. Am I wrong, or has Kanye kind of turned out to be the best catch of the of the group? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kanye's been, yep. Solid band. And That's the most solid one. Yeah, two it's kids Bruce, or it's Caitlyn, yeah. Kanye, and then just, you can't even go past that. Yeah, as far as, as, far as partners go, as far as, as far as significant others, Kanye's kind of. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Wow. We'd be, I would have lost that bet. He's he's a uh, <laughs> a paragon of sanity. Well, uh, okay. Now, oh, one more thing: yeah, yeah. the NBA playoffs start this weekend. Mm-hmm. My Sixers are the number three seed in the East. Right. We took that from Cleveland. So now we have. I, I will say this: we have a very promising path to the Eastern Conference Finals because. All we have to do is play the winner of, I think, Milwaukee and Boston. Boston, they don't got Kyrie. They right. don't like they're just they they play hard. They got a good coach, but that's that's done. Yeah. If not this round, the next round, we get Miami. Who Eric Spoelstra is a good coach. Dwayne Wade is good for one or two moments a series. So we we gotta. Embiid still hurt. So we'll see. We got our work cut out for us. But if we can get past that. I like us to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I feel I feel good. I feel really good. Mm-hmm. Does uh, Cleveland still have enough gas in the tank? Gle- Cleveland has LeBron, yeah. Kevin Love, and five dudes from Best Buy. <laughs> it's not good after that. That that roster falls off a cliff. Yeah. Tristan Thompson yeah. is one of those dudes. And so yeah. who knows where his mind is? <laughs> good grief. So yeah, that it's going to be tough for LeBron. Yeah. This is all going to be on LeBron. So. We'll see. So who's the favorite to win the championship then? The favorite uh, it's probably it's either Golden State or the Houston Rockets. Uh they 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 Houston Rockets were the best team this season, regular season, but you imagine Golden State's going to kick it up a notch once the playoffs start. So I'd say Golden State slight edge over Houston and then um uh, you know there's some teams after that. But I think the Sixers are maybe a top 16. Uh-huh. So you think they're going to make a little run? I think they're going to make a little awesome. run. I think they're too young to take it all the way. They still need one or two things. But man, I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty special run. Been a good year for. Uh, for Brian, let me tell you something. I was going to post on social media and ask whether anyone would judge me for moving back home because the sports teams are good. Your uh, your Flyers though got their asses handed to them against Pittsburgh. Seven zip is uh seven zero is not a great showing. That's a football score in, in the first game of the playoffs. That's a football score. That's not great. A team could win seven to zip in football, and you'd be like, "Man, they really dominated them." <laughs> this was hockey. The, the, this was a yeah. Those 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 were worth one point apiece. So there's five different times where the dude was like, "Go!" That is a lot to be doing that. So hopefully, better luck in game two. Uh, you know, Philadelphia. We hate Sidney Crosby with a passion. We hate you and the rest of the country. Oh yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I feel like other people are on board with yeah. that. This is one of the few times where we're not the most hated. Uh, team involved yeah that's true yeah so we'll see how it goes but for now this uh eagle super bowl this championship swag has been washing all over the sports teams in the city so i'm hoping that flows over to comedians that are from there as well because <laughs> if so i'm on my way baby but i think that's about all we got right yeah i think we've uh, done some good work here thanks to frankie paul for hanging thanks out to frankie you. p we appreciate you man and uh hopefully sammy will be back next week tell us all about what she was doing on her day off. Yeah, she went to Boston this week. Did so, she? Or, yeah, earlier this week. She, uh, we'll talk about I that. forgot, yeah. yeah. So she we'll really is where, is where in the world is Sammy every week. <laughs> uh, all right.
Uh, thanks, y'all. See you next week. The Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>